Chris Wade, what's going on, brother? Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. What is not going on right now before the holiday? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> really good. Listen, father, fighter, small business owner, MMA instructor, diehard sports fan. Am I missing anything? Oh, geez. No, not not really. <laughs> You're a huge sports guy. You're the only dude who wasn't uh, tweeting about the World Cup yesterday. Did you even watch it? Yeah, I did, actually. It was awesome. I took my daughter to, uh, like, a local spot, so, um, Hometown Cafe, which is on the island in East Islip. We go there on the weekends, like, the family, and we'll get, like, uh, like late breakfast. And uh, we threw it on the phone, like, up at, we eat up at the counter, and we watch the PKs. We watch the end of uh, Extra Time. So it was awesome. That's one of the best soccer games I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the best sporting events I've ever seen. You know, I hate Messi, but it was like, dude, it was wild. That just, dude, and it ended at 12.58, right in time for the 1 o'clock games. It was like perfectly set to give you a sick day of sports, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the ultimate Sunday. Like, as a guy, you can't beat that, you know? <laughs> My girlfriend's like, can we change this for a little <laughs> bit? Because we just were on a rip of, of sporting events from 10 o'clock in the morning through to – you know, the Giants played at eight o'clock at night. So she just like, she was like, I'm going to get to bed. <laughs> Speaking of sports, you're a diehard Mets fan. You're a Yankee hater. Are you okay with Uncle Stevie Cohen just buying, trying to buy a championship? You're like the evil empire now. Uh, Verlander, Nimmo, David Robinson, uh, Diaz, the Japanese pitcher. Are you okay with you guys being like the bad boys of baseball now? Buying championships, Chris? I, I am because, <laughs> you know, the... Listen, the Yankees were doing it first. So, I mean, they haven't really done it uh, as much of late, like mm -hmm. with uh, Hal. But now you got other teams doing it. Like the Dodgers uh, spend big. Um, who else spends big right now? The Padres uh, just throw $100 million at anybody. Padres, the Phillies are just throwing money at people <laughs> left and right. So um, it's unfortunate. I, I'm – I, I see what you're saying. Like, I'm kind of with you on it is nice if you could get, like, a homegrown situation going, mostly. But, um, man, losing DeGrom and stuff, I'm glad that he's trying to to battle us back quickly into something. Dude, it's, and you know for a fact, one more baseball thing, you know Otani's coming to the Mets next year, right? You know that if he's on the market, you know Cohen's not letting him go anywhere else, right? I I mean, that would be great. But the issue is, like, where is he playing? I know. I know. Because, I mean, I guess you could, like, move Marte or you could uh, – but he's not going to – where does he play now uh, for them when he's not pitching? I forgot. Yeah, he'll play the outfield. He'll, he said he could play, play any position. Any, he'll play any uh, position. He'll DH. He'll do anything you want, he says. I mean, I guess then that would be awesome because our – I don't know if you see me on Twitter, but I hate our DH situation. It's, oh, I see. I see you ranting. You're always ranting to Tierney and Tiki. I always see you ranting. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always ranting, like listening to what they're saying and trying to just like uh, reply or have a rebuttal. You but, mentioned uh, you mentioned the Giants last night. What, are you sold on Daniel Jones or not yet? Because, you know, we stole that game yesterday. We had a 98-yard drive. And how boring was it? It was the most boring 98-yard Touchdown drive I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's unfortunate. Like, I'm I'm a diehard Giant fan, too. Um, and even watching, like, watching my team, it, it's like watching paint dry kind of <laughs> on mo three quarters of the game is like that, unfortunately. Um, 
I I am sold on him now. I for some reason like I see a ton of Eli in him mm-hmm. where he just um his persona reminds me of how Eli was. He's not as like as personable. He doesn't joke around it as much, but he has that dry kind of way about him and but I feel like I could tell he's like he's all about the game. He is like he's he's doing the studying. I I get the sense he's doing like the extra work. Um and I I think that he, we need to stick with him also because who's out there? Yeah, I know. That's what I don't want. I don't want to start going in that quarterback uh, quarterback purgatory where it's every year getting a guy for two years and not developing him and not having a superstar. I don't want Jimmy G or somebody, you know? There's no college quarterback no. that's coming out. Uh, the the kid that won the Heisman, I heard, is going back. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, who, who are we going to draft, waste a first-round pick, and he's not even going to be as good as him? Jones is pretty mobile, man. Like, he's sneaky mobile. There's a few guys that are, like, definitely better than him. Uh, Allen. Um, like, better running. Like, Lamar. He runs better. Lamar. But dude, he runs all the time, bro. It's crazy. He run, He can run. He can go. I mean, yesterday he almost fumbled, but <laughs> he didn't. So It's part it's with it's, the course, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mentioned a small business owner. I went on your site, lislandstrong.com. Uh, Solid yes. site, a ton of merch. It isn't one of those things that has three different shirts. You guys have like a gazillion designs. How'd you get involved in that and how'd that come about? Uh, that was a really cool um, story where uh, when I was fighting in the UFC at the time, I guess um, some got local guys on the South Shore that we were like friends of friends uh, with one another. And they had watched a few of my fights and they together kind of had the idea at the time to they wanted to do some clothing some long island based apparel pride for where you come from where you where you grew up and uh i just have a lot of uh pride in growing up here on the island and um that resonated with me like as soon as uh my buddy called me he said hey um you know some friends of mine they want to link up and just run an idea past you and um, I thought it was going to be a sponsorship, honestly. And, uh, you know, they made me kind of like a different offer because they were just starting out. And um, I was always someone who wanted to be a, a business owner of my own. Okay. I always saw guys as I grew up, um, the ones that seemed to be doing best financially were their, their own bosses for the most part or doing something on the side that was their own. So um, that was always something I wanted to get involved in. And this was like a low risk, high reward type of situation where I, I could help some some people out locally, bring attention to our area and just uh, help express like the pride that a lot of us have growing up here. And I jumped at the opportunity right away. It's been uh, it's been awesome. We've been growing um very very stable and consistently since the starts about six years ago are you involved in the designs or anything of it or no i'm involved a bit in some of the design work i don't get too heavy into that because i just quite honestly at this stage of my life with what i'm doing with fighting and uh my mixed martial arts studio some of the other things i don't really have the the time to actually be trying to come up with the design so we'll talk um 
we'll talk in theory about some things and then my partner will kind of make them come to fruition more often than not. Do you sell them just on the site? You sell them at your fights? You sell them all over or just on the site? Uh, so the site is just one vehicle we have for how we get the product out there. We have a store um, on Main Street in Stayville on Long Island. So we're, we have a nice storefront. It's called South Quarter. We It's not Long Island strong because we sell other local um, local things. Oh, that's cool. And, and uh, we didn't want to just kind of pigeonhole the name and make everyone think if you if you go in there, you're only getting that. So we have different designs. We have a beach, the beach wave design, which is really popular. We have uh, a bunch of bridge artwork that we use. And um, so we uh, we decided South Quarter would be cool because we're all South Shore guys. What is it about Long Island fighters? Because going through my list, the funny thing is I'm not a big fighter guy. I have a ton of fighters. I'm thinking my list, LaFleur, Algeri, uh, Aljo came on, Bermudez comes on all the time. You, what is it with all these Long Island fighters that you guys are successful and you guys fight? Because let's be honest, the history of boxing and stuff was, you know, poorer guys down and out that needed to fight. And then you have yeah. all these Long Island guys who just fight and they're so badass. What is it with all these Long Island fighters? Ah, oh, man. You know, there's uh, when I grew up and I got into wrestling – uh, through my dad, my brother and I got into wrestling young. That's when I started realizing um, how how tough the island was in in, in uh, like physical competitive sports, where you know you get that one on one that head up competition because we would go upstate as a unit, like Nassau County would go as a team, Suffolk would go as a team in the playoffs of wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. and we would we would just crush the the rest of the state for the most part um in their consistency and usually year to year but uh, that's when i started realizing like it was almost harder sometimes to be all county in suffolk than it is it's to be all state uh and that's when i realized like there's a lot of tough uh guys down here and in fighting those top elite athletes in wrestling they all got into fighting when the ufc show started to to pop off um the first few seasons of the ultimate fighter and it became a uh kind of more honorable i guess right more there was more intrigue to to the fight game at that point in people's minds you know it was always an honorable thing but it had to get more attention and uh you had like all these top guys, like Algeria was an all-state wrestler, mm-hmm. I think multiple times. Um, Weidman, I think he's a state champion. He's a D1 All-American multiple times. Aljamain was a multiple-time All-American in college. It not It's almost not one of them that wasn't a wrestler. <laughs> so it, I think it really comes from our very, very competitive uh, wrestling roots here on the island was it always fighter robust for you though because i know you come from blue collar family and stuff would always fighter robust and how'd your family go with that like hey guys i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a fighter like what no it, it really wasn't like i never grew up wanting to, to be a fighter um i wanted to go i envisioned myself working on wall street that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be in finance i wanted to you know work for like goldman sachs I wanted to, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street hadn't come out yet, but 
Like I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make money and I wanted to use my brain initially <laughs> to make the money. I, I did well in school. You know, it, it wasn't so, school for the most part came easy to me. I put I challenged myself in college a few times where I did get over my head. I, I changed like to become a computer science major uh, while I was in school because I was I was an accounting major and I wasn't liking accounting. Um, it was a little too dry for me. Mm -hmm. So I switched to computer science thinking like, I really love technology. I love the idea of programming and like being around, um, maybe even a computer art. But, uh, when I started taking calculus in college and taking like some of these programming classes, I realized like, I think I, I think I went a little, a little <laughs> too far with thinking that I'm, uh, uh, what I'm intelligent with, you know? Um, so it, at first for me, it was all about trying to, uh, work in Manhattan, mm -hmm. you know, wear a suit, go into the city. And then I, uh, right toward the end of college, I just fell in love with the idea of MMA and, uh, being able to uh, work out constantly and get paid to do it, and train. What, what guys do you look up to? Because now it's easier now. Because now, when I mean now, it's so mainstream. So you can look up to years ago. Who would you like look up to? Like, oh, I kind of want to emulate their fighting style and their career, maybe. Right. Yeah. So growing up, uh, or at least when I first started to turn my attention towards MMA and and learn about it and who the athletes were, my couple of my idols were um frankie edgar mm -hmm. number one because um he was around my weight he uh he lived you know he came from jersey so like uh, he helped um, make the idea he came up through ring of combat mm -hmm. i believe which is where i was at i was coming up through ring of combat in atlantic city because professional mma w was illegal in new york it was illegal actually altogether. I was yeah. doing my, am my amateur fights were in New Jersey as well. Wow. Um, the only thing I was allowed to do here was um, amateur kickboxing was allowed. Mm -hmm. So when I would do a kickboxing fight, it would be on the island. But everything else, I was going to Atlantic City and into Jersey. So Frankie helped make me feel like he was a wrestler too, you know, a tough wrestler, like an all-state Jersey guy. I think, and he made it, things seem tangible uh, very much. So I looked up to him. I looked up to Randy Couture, another wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was watching crazy. I was watching crazy stuff. Once you go down the rabbit hole, I was buying pride DVDs. Oh. I started getting into like watching Rampage and watching, you know, Chuck in his heyday. Um, but yeah, it was like all those guys loved it as fans and even as fighters we're like oh fighting's physical it's all a physical thing mentally i gotta ask you jared gorn's a close friend of mine comes on all the time you were ranting and raving and he was robbed this weekend obviously how mentally because like you're a big sports guy you fuck up in baseball the next at bat even football is a week later getting robbed in a fight or someone getting the best of you how do you mentally deal with that for maybe six months of a layoff like how do you just fest with your thoughts it for me that would drive me crazy it's still bothering me i'm like hitting him up like bro i can't believe he's like bro it's all good like it bothers you how mentally do you deal with that yeah jared's a buddy of mine too from through through this sport i've met i've met so many awesome people through this sport i mean if i could take you with me through just like i mean it's it's amazing like the the 
like the integrity of the people you meet their what their stories are and stuff so i'm glad that through a friend i was able to uh become a training partner at jared's for a while at our gym but uh yeah like it this sport wrestling and then this sport it makes you so mentally resilient um and this is so much harder than wrestling. Wrestling is the same thing. Like you can take a big loss and it's personal because it's one-on-one, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a match usually like four days later and you can like get it out of your system a little bit, feel like you're back on track. This shit, this shit is, is uh, evil where like my last fight losing where I think it's my year to uh, finally take home like a world title millionaire, the whole nine. And and then now I'm stuck. Like I have to, you have to go through this entire, you know how like, um, let's talk about, uh, in like a therapy situation, there's like this, this, uh, um, like a curve to the mm-hmm. whole situation. Like you're in denial and then you're in, you, <laughs> you know, accept then you it. Yeah. To, then you accept it. Yeah. And then you, so that it's real. And like, I've, I don't know, honestly, to get, it's a little more serious, but I don't know if I ever got more depressed than after this last one. Um, I was sh- when you're sure that something's going to be and you're trying to ma- mentally manifest it and then it doesn't uh, it doesn't come to be. It, it's not like you said, like I'm, it's not the Mets and we all lost together. Yeah, yeah. It's a team and like you now, you go into an off season by yourself, kind of no one, no one's really messaging you. No one's really, uh, you're getting a fraction of the communication. So, you know, luckily I could lean on some people in my life that I could be open and honest with. Um, I could lean on my past on getting up. Um, cause I've, I've tripped up before mm-hmm. in this sport and in other sports and in life. And, um, you kind of slow day by day it, it, life and training teaches you to be able to like, just keep, keep grinding, keep grinding day at a time. You'll feel better in a, in a couple of days. And I think Jared would probably tell you the same thing. Like you say it's all good and some days it is all good, but then mm-hmm. some days it comes back, you know? And then, so it's a, it's a slow um, heal. It's, I would rather be physically hurt, and like heal yeah. up, then the mental part is so much tougher. Another so much- mental, a mental part for you, like Patty's getting pushed in the UFC. You never yeah. got the push, and it was weird because obviously I followed you. Good looking dude, Long Island dude, outspoken. You sell the shit out of your fights. You really do. Like you make people want to watch your fights, and that's not bullshitting. Was it always weird you never got your push? Uh man, yeah. That I'm. There was a time again where i really felt like with the ufc like i i go and have like a two-week debut uh short notice i choked the guy unconscious in like a minute yeah um dane is tweeting about me um and uh everything seemed like this is gonna go exactly like i envisioned in my head i'm gonna go on a tear right now here and um when they, when they, the, as a business, when they decide like that you're, they don't want you to be the guy, or you're, or they just don't think you're the guy, um, you, you, it's hard. It's hard to overcome that. You got to be undeniable at that point. 
in order to still make that run because they'll they'll put any matchup they can to try to basically sabotage any kind of uh, momentum that you're you have going on they'll find what style is the toughest one mm-hmm. for you and they'll just keep throwing it at you and see if they can run you out of town you know and that's what happened i think um i believe that I still needed to grow. Some, a lot of it was like my fault. You know, I wasn't striking as much back then. I was going straight to my grappling and I was trying to get subs or ground and pound. And they wanted to see more striking. Okay. They wanted to see more. They wanted to see more, more talking, more striking. But back then I was, I was more influenced by the older MMA fighters, like the Randy Couture's, the, mm-hmm you know, Frankie Egger, like you get your hand raised and you stay humble about it and you don't talk too much and you just work hard, you know? And that was like my message for a little while. And I think, you know, they're running a business. They found that to be, we already have that cookie cutter, like, yeah, he's good looking and you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, we got plenty of that at 55. We don't need it. We need something more. They didn't really get let me grow up in, I was, I was eight competitions in, in, uh, eight, eight fights. It's like that, that, that's a, you know, a 24 month span. You, I think you have to like, you got to give it more time to see what, what opens up, you know, now I'm more comfortable. I, I'm, I'm a veteran at this point. I like to stand up and fight. I like to try to sell the fights and, I think uh, they make decisions pretty quick. Yeah, they made a decision the, quick with the guys that they put you against, those Russian guys. Not that you couldn't handle your own, but it was completely – listen, they went on to be undefeated for, like, next few uh, few years. You know, they put they purposely yeah. did that, it seems. Like, okay, we're done with Wade. Let's push the new guy out, right? Oh, yeah, they knew what they were doing. I, I think I, I had some stuff to – at that time, a lot of people forget. Like, that was the highest ch- – point in time where as a group the fighters almost came together and made like an organization there was almost a big stoppage like big names were getting involved in talking at that time Cerrone was involved like all these big name people everybody was kind of saying like oh this it you know what we're getting ain't enough and it's not right and we need more and you know me being a younger fighter I kind of like I was like I always believed in that. And I jumped right on the bandwagon, you know, I'm talking about it online. And um, of course they're probably paying attention to all of it. It was that and Reebok, like Mm -hmm. we were no longer allowed to have our own sponsors. So, you know, I'm going with everybody and I'm trying to like, this is going to be great. It's going (laughs) to be like major league baseball. Everybody's going to get like a really fair shake. And, you know, they shut that shit down so fast. And I think they kept tabs, you know, on like who was, who was speaking out on it. And like, if you weren't already made or you weren't um, undoubtedly going to be a star, I think they were very pissed off and offended by it because that wasn't where they wanted things to go. So I think that played into where, when the matchmaking started to go get weird with everyone being from Dagestan, basically. Yeah. And you know, that's why I respect you so much because even on Twitter, I'll go back to it. You're so outspoken with everything you feel like. Forget about sports. You're outspoken with politics. Whatever you feel like. You like to do the major league players who talk like, no, the minor league players need more stuff. And all of a sudden, no one signed those guys. Like, you're so outspoken. Does that ever bother you, though? Like, are you ever like, okay, maybe I should 
be less vocal and I might move up a little bit because like, it seems like you're like, no, these are my roots. This is what I'm going to say. And this is how I roll. Yeah, I know. I do. I, <laughs> I, def- I definitely do speak out more than most, like m- more than most people. I have trouble like watching shit that ain't right and just yeah. sitting there and like taking it. Um, I, I, I definitely don't like that. And, um, I've thought about it in the past and I've also quietly sat and looked at, looked at other people who chose not, not who I know for a fact told me that they completely feel the same ways that I feel about any of the things Mm -hmm. we just discussed, but they'll sit back quiet because they are scared to, they're scared to offend somebody that, that, um, has power over them or that might give them a hard time. So they don't say it because they don't, you know, they just think, think, think like, Oh, right. And I watch those guys and I'm like, all right, let's see where it goes on their career here. How well do they get taken care of in Mm -hmm. exchange for basically being a yes man, you know, and they didn't get much better treatment because at the end of the day, they're not a Connor. They're not a Rhonda. Mm -hmm. They're not a Patty. And what they care about is like, what's your social media following? What is your ability to bring gate through the, through the door? What's your ability to sell merch and to sell a pay-per-view? And aside from that, you are, you're all you are is a, you're just a tool to them. You know, you're just, uh, they go to their body shop and they go, yeah, let's use that one today. And we're going (laughs) to use this one over here. And that's going to be a good, a good matchup. That's all it is. And, uh, so if I would if I would have seen a lot of them make it like a lot farther and do a lot better, I would say, damn, I wish I had done it different. But at the end of the day, I watch so many people still get screwed that do right. And shut them. their mouth and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, look at um that Anthony Smith. Is that his last name? The, Who's the announcer? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Smith? I'm not sure if it's Smith. I don't know why. I know what you're talking about. They just dropped that his fight is like off on air while he's working for them. While he's working for them. They're like, here's a surprise live on air. We're not even going to give you a heads up quietly. <laughs> We're just going to tell you your fight's off. And the guy you're supposed to fight is fighting for a championship. I, oh God. Like, and he has to take it and he's got to eat it. And I wrote under a, that post it wasn't on the ufc's thing uh, obviously mm-hmm. it was on some mma fighting i wrote just one word union period <laughs> because because like you know stuff like that wouldn't happen if there was like it, it would be against against a rule that you can't you know once contracts have been signed and stuff you can't just for your own benefit rip it up when it works for you it, it can only be ripped up on their end <laughs> it can never be ripped up on the fighter's end because it doesn't work for the fighter anymore Right. So uh, I wrote that you would be shocked how many of these like, you know, keyboard slobs that live in their mother's basement are just destroying me, destroying me. Who are you? Um, You know, you're a fucking nobody on and on and on. Like you would think that if you enjoy the sport, you're a fan of the sport, you want to see it grow through better athletes continuing to push into the sport because the money's there 
mm-hmm. the benefits are there, you know, the security is there. The, they're like, no, you don't, de- you deserve whatever Uncle Dana gives you or shut your mouth, you know? Uh, it's crazy. The world is crazy, man. When you left, we're talking about contracts. Were you nervous? Because there wasn't other options. Like it was Bellator, maybe fighting in Asia. Like, were you nervous? Like, oh, shit, I don't have a contract. I'm, I'm a free agent. Did that ever go through my, like, what am I going to do to f- support my family? Oh, yeah, it sucked. It was one of the worst times of my life because I didn't, as much as I had an issue with what they were doing to me and like what they're doing to everybody, like I still want to be in the premier league. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm five and two with two first round finishes. Um, two of my losses, like you said, are to two guys that d- go on to not lose for years. My only two losses with them was a weight up and it was guys that went on it. The other one's Islam. He's the UFC champion of the world right now. And we went at each other. It was a, it was a very, very close fight. And I couldn't understand like, because I felt like I belonged competitively. So I couldn't understand the business part, the business side where they could just, how could this possibly be? I'm not two and five, I'm five and two. In every other sport, that doesn't work, right? In baseball, if I'm five and two and I'm a pitcher, right? And I'm like, I'm a lefty pitcher and the Mets decide they don't want to, they don't like me or whatever, and they don't want to pay me. I can go to 30 other teams, you know, you know, 29 other teams in, in fighting. You just have the monopoly, the one at the time and the PFL coming around, it was like, I don't know. It was like a bless, just um, an absolute blessing that they started right where my relationship with them fell apart. It wasn't even like a year that I had to to uh, be in flux. I thought maybe Bellator, honestly, before mm-hmm. that, because they were like right there, and yeah. then and then Ali and I had started to work together for a little while at that time and he told me about pfl through through ray and um yeah it's just been an, an amazing relationship since i'm i am so with them on like everything that they're trying to do and build and how they want to compete with with those guys because i saw the other end of it you mm-hmm. know when and is the, pre- when is the next season of pfl because i know i was reading they do like a whole european thing now also they're, they're getting a lot more fighters which is great because it's not just going to be the same group of guys all the time, European fighters, you're really expanding. So when's the next, I guess, season of PFL? Yeah, they are, they are expanding into like various branches of, of, um, you know, fight entertainment. They're, I think they're playing a long game Mm -hmm. and they're playing it really smart. Their, their portfolio is starting to build internationally in a strong way. And I think they're smart in, recognizing that the the opportunity over there um because fans over here are much people over here are much more fickle like there's so many other things to distract um your attention from a from fights Mm -hmm. you just you're just bombarded with sports every day like me and you we just talked football we talked baseball we talked you know we could talk basketball soccer we talked everything in within five minutes like where our attention is everywhere. So we, you have just a few minutes to get someone's attention for a fight. Like when you go overseas, like <coughs> the, when I fought in London, 
over there, the arena was full to the gills with people screaming at me that, you know, they're just like, you know, screw the American, but they were passionate, you know, they, there was energy. They were chanting songs and stuff like over here. It's just, what have you done for me lately? The fans, they just want, they crave such a higher level of, of attention drawing. Um, I think they're, they're just playing it perfectly going over there and getting like some deep roots in internationally. You nailed it perfectly. I have a, I have a few friends uh, who fight in Belfast, right? Mick Conlon. And when he fights here at the garden, huge, huge crowd. But the first, you know, <laughs> the, the prelims, there's 500 people at the garden. He fought two weeks ago in Belfast. The fight, the beginning fight, the guy was like one and oh, fighting a guy who was like five and nine. Arena packed. And it was all guys from Northern Ireland. They knew what they were doing. They they put guys from Northern Ireland versus guys from all over the world. Arena was packed, going crazy, chanting, screaming. And, dude, you know what it is, too? It sounds so old man shit. No one's on their phone every five seconds, scrolling, doing this. Dude, they're locked in from 8 p.m. to midnight, just yeah. partying, having the time. Really focused and so invested in the fighter. Like, so yeah. invested. Like, that's our guy. That's our local dude. Yeah. So, PFL is doing it crazy by getting those guys. They're doing such a good job with it, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the great play by them, and it's just getting going. So, I mean, look, who knows in the next five to ten years where all these seeds they're planting, where where it could wind up. One fighting uh, prep question for you: Right now, you don't have a fight lined up, on no date. Is it hard to work out and set things up, knowing there's not like, okay, I need to be set up. Like, I'm going on vacation in three weeks. I'm like, I got to be strict at my diet, do this, so I have the six pack. When you're lined up for a fight now in, in March 15th, is it hard not to have a date to keep fighting that hard, like to keep training it? It is. It's it's a hard thing um, as an athlete to just train, but with no set competition in mind to train for, no opponent. Um, so you just have to be, get really good, just like the mental resilience part of uh, a loss. You have to get really good at just – trying to challenge and compete with yourself so like my whole mindset and my mental state for the winter for the off season quote unquote it was first to get like physically and mentally like healthy again because it was a rough fight um i had some like damage with my leg and and shin from kicks going back and forth and and then like mentally just needing to like almost get out, get out of that environment a bit and recover. And now then the hunger like comes back naturally. And um, it came back and my motivation came back. And, uh, and now I'm, I feel even more motivated. I feel like, you know, you never improve like you do off a loss. You just don't. When you go in and you, and you crush somebody, even though you want to say like, oh, back to work, what you go back to is your normally scheduled stuff that you were doing because you feel like it didn't, it worked. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm looking at, I'm analyzing everything. I'm watching back my fight for, from the finals from a year ago. You know, I'm watching fights during the season. I won looking for every mistake um, and just looking to get better at like better at basics, better at um, better in how I eat, how I sleep, how I lift, like every facet, I want to make an improvement. And that's the goal for the next like two, three months until the springtime 
you know, rolls around. You mentioned how you eat. I know Algeria was helping you with your food. He always sends me recipes and stuff that I'm not eating healthy or you're eating too healthy. What changes did you make in your diet? Because you said, uh, I think it was, an, I either watched or read it. They said you kind of grew up and matured a little bit by your eating habits. What were you doing wrong and what'd you change? Well, yeah, he has helped me quite a bit, Chris. He's probably the best, you know, that I think that there is on, especially on the island for mm-hmm. us uh, as a tool as uh, to use he has been at to the highest levels to the pinnacle of, of the fight sport. And he knows what it takes to like get down and make weight and, or to maintain your energy throughout a, a really demanding fight camp. Uh, so he, he has helped me a ton as well, but um, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from, from my experiences from trying not to just be like a passenger through where people will like, they'll be, they'll binge and then they'll just go into like starvation mm-hmm. or they'll, or they'll, um, they'll eat super unhealthy, but they'll try to like hard train their way through that and not really mo- be mindful of what they're putting in. And I, what I used to be was like, I didn't care what I was buying, um, what the quality of the ingredient was. I was just buying whatever was at the supermarket advertised to me that matched, you know, what I was looking for. Now I'm shopping at the health food stores. Um, uh, all my meat is or- organic, all mm-hmm. of my, uh, produce and my fruit for the, you know, 90% of it. It's all organic unless I can't find it in that, in that state. So it's gone beyond fighting where I got wiser to like overall health, what we're putting in our bodies as Americans, so I feel like my whole family and myself have benefited from like the things I've learned trying to make weight and trying to be the healthiest fighter I could be. Question with PFL. One thing I, I know I had you for around 30 minutes already. UFC, a lot of times it can be social media driven. Two guys talking shit. It's set up. Let's fight. PFL, are they telling you who you're going to fight? Are you bringing people to their attention? Hey, I kind of want to fight this dude. How does that work? I mean... I'm not saying that nobody is able to. I don't. I don't know um, what each each individual's say so is or like their pull, but um, I'm not. Like all these times where every time I get a matchup, it's it's like surprise. Like, <laughs> this is who you're fighting. I, so uh, I'm just training and getting ready until I get it go. I expect the toughest opponent. You know possible and then i i work backwards from there so whoever i think is like my toughest matchup maybe that's who i try to get myself ready for and then i i'll adjust any which way to a, a guy lower down in the bracket you uh you told me a couple times we texted you're uh, teaching now you enjoying that oh yeah i love that that's something that i want to reach and further into once i'm done being a competitor myself um I really want to uh, continue with fight team uh, locally here and, and to corner guys and to be the, be the coach when it's my time to be the coach. Um, but I also love just consistently teaching martial arts to everybody, you know, to my gym members who, are, who aren't fighting. <coughs> um, it keeps me, uh, I feel like it keeps me sharper as a martial artist because I'm always trying to reinforce like what's supposed to be the right technique. You know, Um, I think there's an element to that that makes you better. So 
uh, it really, for me personally, I, I really enjoy it. Ready to finish up with a few quick hit questions. <coughs> yeah. You and I at a bar in New York City. Who's the yeah. coolest dude in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back? You want to impress the whole bar. Who can you text that's going to throw Chris Wade back a text? <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> oh, man. Kamaru Usman. That's a, that's a good answer. When was the last yeah. time you texted him? Jeez, uh, I, I think I spoke to him maybe like right before his last fight briefly, just wishing him luck. That's a good but, answer. Uh, yeah, uh, he's a good dude. Like, uh, he's so he's so like humble. He's a wrestler, you know. Like, he comes from um, the same type of background, so he's never gotten like too big in my for anyone that I've ever seen. He's always gives the time of day to the people that he was always around and working with. So that's a good answer. How about this? You're a huge sports fan. I know you have four teams. If you can witness one of those teams win a championship. For the rest of your life, you can see one team win a title. Who is it? And the New York Mets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's all you want. One title with them, right? Just one. Yeah, just one. You're a famous dude. People take pictures of you. Who's the last guy Chris Wade asked to take a picture with? Ooh. Man. I think that uh, – I don't know if I asked, but I kind of just, like, waved, gave somebody the phone. But – um Khabib and I took a, a couple of pictures um, at a PFL event after he was at one of at a, one of my fights, and then they sat me down next to him. We were talking for a little bit, and then I just I didn't really ask him, you know. I kind of just like um, I think one of the PFL people came around, but we just kind of got into a picture pose, you know. <laughs> so he, that was kind of a situation where he, like he wasn't saying like, "Oh, can I take a picture of yeah. us?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How about this one moment in sports history that you wish you were sitting front row to watch in the history of sports you could watch any sporting event first row who would it be what would it be man i would say like i, I am big into very big into like you know i'm very patriotic i'm a big uh I love Long Island, but I love America too. Any type of great achievement that the country's had Olympically, like Miracle on on Ice, I would I would go for that. That would be like right up my alley. An underdog story situation, Russia, like just it's like good versus evil. Um, that would probably be pinnacle for me. Situation like that. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I've had 250, 300 different guests. That's always. I would say maybe 10% people say Miracle on Ice, even guys who aren't hockey fans. Yeah, like I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a playoff like hockey yeah, me too, me too. more than I am regular season. I'm a Ranger fan, but I would still, just because it's America and, we're, and we were underdogs, like uh, I'm all about the underdog story. It really does something for me. And lastly, what's next for you? When are we going to see you fight next? Or when are they going to make the announcement when you're going to fight next? Um. You know, nothing on the near, like, you know, eight-week horizon, but, um, you know, I'm expecting to be back and and competing with PFL, uh, which should be March or April, the end of March, early April. So that's where I'm slowly gearing up towards. I would like to start to get more competitive in, in uh, jiu-jitsu as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see about, like, maybe – 
late winter trying to I want to start to um, put myself into some bigger like open situations that funnel their way to like the high level tournaments to see where I'm at in my grappling. Because I've I've rolled with some guys that are like in they're in just in competitive jujitsu, and I know I can I know I can go I know I can roll. So there's not even close to an end game for Chris Wade yet. You still have so much more in the tank. Oh uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I feel great, man. I've always felt young. I've always felt younger than I am, and um, and uh, I think that I'll know when I'm when I'm mentally done with it. But right now I'm like, I'm as hungry as ever because like, as it's just the way I'm built. Like the, I, I need to get what I've been set out to get, you know, I don't know why this is the path that God put me on, but I just feel like I'm, I'm supposed to be like resilient here and to persevere. So that's what we're doing. Guy, I'm stoked. I'm a huge traveler. So next, next time you fight, wherever it is, I'm going to, Head out there to watch you do plug the merchandise ally uh, plug there was it L, L yeah, Island so, Strong and your yep. socials. So uh, the company is Long Island Strong, and uh, our website is uh, www.lislandstrong.com, and you can find any of our gear that we sell in store there, and we ship to you. So it's not an issue of you needing to come and get anything. We will ship it to you in the states. Um, we have. It's not just the Island Strong logo. We have, like you said, an array of stuff. So check us out, and I'm sure you'll see something that you like. Dude, this is a blessing. Just give everybody a follow you on Twitter and see that good-looking face on Instagram too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I, I'm Chris Wade MMA on uh, Instagram, and on Twitter I'm C Wade MMA. So. Uh, Chris Wade MMA and C Wade MMA. You can find me on social media, um, getting into uh, brutal fights with people <laughs> for everyday topics. And, yeah. and, obvi- and obviously giving your opinion on everything in the world and fighting through every opinion. You don't care, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Just trying to keep like the semblance of what this country was alive. It's, it's rotting quick, in my opinion. It's plummeting, bro. Listen, this was yeah. a blast, man. Thank you so much for doing this, man. All right. Anytime. Anytime. We'll do it again soon. Talk to you soon, my friend. Bye-bye. All right, man.